This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grasso Show. I have never in the hundreds and hundreds of games that I've attended watching this football team never experienced the roller coaster range of emotions that were packed into last night. Not a once. And, and nothing is even close. Never in a million years was I prepared for what happened last night. But I'll get another thing out of the way, too, before anybody asks. The way that he's embraced this team, this organization, this franchise, and the way it's been reciprocated, vice versa, and throwing the fan base as well, I do not believe that we have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in a Jet uniform. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. And if you weren't with us at the beginning of the show, you could go back on the ESPN New York app and listen to the opening of our program tonight, which has gotten pretty good reviews. There you go. I'm sure there's copyright laws here, but I don't care. What a great song. But we don't have eight minutes to play the whole damn thing. I'm sure you're familiar with it anyways. Uh, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A is where you can get me on Twitter. We also tweeted out a, uh, a link to where you could go listen to the open of our program. Jets, the big topic, as you would imagine. Yeah, they beat the Bills 22-16 in overtime. They're 1-0, but now we're going to have to go the remainder of the year Without the services of Aaron Rodgers, who would become, he was the logo, basically, of this organization since he walked into Florham Park right around the draft in late April. And now they have to pivot back to Zach Wilson. And I guess the overriding theme here, when you look at a glass half full, as much as it stinks that Rodgers isn't going to be around, is that there's a lot of talent on this team. You saw it last night as they found a way to shake off the initial disappointment of Aaron Rodgers going down and go out there and you beat a division rival in the Buffalo Bills in your building, in a packed house. And, you know, the fans, too. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. If I did, I'll, I'll say it again. Even when the team is winning in the past, you know, not everybody lives five minutes away from the stadium. I get it. Traffic stinks. You know, I've been to events at that place, and it takes me an hour to get out of the parking lot. It's awful. So I know that not everybody could stay till the very end, plus it was late. Plus, it was a school night, a work night, whichever. When Xavier Gibson ran that ball into the end zone, at least from where I was looking, that place was still pretty much darn near full. So a shout-out to all the fans that came out last night, stayed the whole night through, and you know what? They were rewarded at the end with a pretty exciting ending, even though what happened four plays into the game pretty much stinks. All right, let's go back to the phones here. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Peter in Jersey up next here on 98.7. Peter, how are you? Good. How are you, Dan? Hey, man, what a ride home on the turnpike at 130 listener, Bruce, the great. I can just imagine how you were feeling at that moment. Epic. But I have a, I have a, a dilemma that I'm in. So last week um, I asked my son, hey, we're going to get some jet jerseys this year. He's like, sure, why not? So we got the two new white ones that uh, I remember you were saying that really nice. So we ordered them, yep. but didn't arrive yet. So we got a sauce gardener. I got the Rogers. Mm-hmm. Boom. Monday night comes along, getting out of work, listening to you guys in the pregame. Great, great pregame, by the way. So I pull in the house. Jets got the ball back. We're sitting down in front of the living room. He gets down. My son says, return the jerseys. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? But anyway, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But no, yeah. Pete, Pete, let me tell you something. And I know that that's a tricky spot. And believe me, I, I, I've been there a lot, you know, when I was younger and buying jerseys and stuff. Here's what I'll say. When you, when you have an all-time legendary player like Rodgers in your uniform, there's nothing wrong with having a jersey with his name on it. Like, 
Even the Favre, you know, the one year that Favre was a Jet, yeah. if you got a Favre Jet jersey, even though it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, it's still Brett Favre as a New York Jet. I still think that's pretty cool to hang on to. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. He's going to have to live with it. Because I think the, Jet, I think the Jets are going to have a pretty good year. I really do. I hope they get their young players, quick players involved. Like you said, Xavier Gibson, we've got to get him some touches, maybe some screen plays to him or some end arounds. But I, th- I, think, I think I see something there. So let's see what happens. Thanks for my phone call, man. Peter, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Okay. You know, and again, I don't think that this is the end of Aaron Rodgers. I think he's back next year. So you're going to get another opportunity to see this guy through. You know what's amazing, too? Like, I, I had this thought earlier in the day. You know, because you get a lot of time to think and you process, you know, how you're going to present all of these feelings out into the air tonight when you're doing the show. The three times, okay, in, in really my lifetime since I was, you know, old enough to understand, the three times going into a season where you thought the Jets probably had their best chance to be really, really good and, you know, maybe even compete for the top prize. 99, obviously, and we all know what happened with Vinny, and that went up in smoke. 2010, which was the year after they went to the championship game under Rex Ryan, that was the first game at MetLife Stadium. They played the Baltimore Ravens on a Monday night. And it wasn't a quarterback, but Chris Jenkins suffered an ACL injury that night, and he was lost for the season. Chris Jenkins was a mountain of a man in the middle of that defensive line who got injured the previous year, too, and you thought, boy, this defense, which was number one in the league the year before without him, is going to be even better this year, and they lose him the first game of the season. Lose that game. And then, of course, last night with Aaron Rodgers. Can't, you can't make it up. <laughs> you just can't make it up. By the way, as far as what you could expect to see moving forward from the offense – And again, last night might have been a little bit of flying by the seat of your pants because they didn't devise a game plan around Zach Wilson. But they ran a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of 13 personnel last night offensively. And what do I mean by 13 personnel? That means one running back, three tight ends. Okay, so when you think about the guys that you're going to have at your disposal, that means you're playing a lot of two wide receiver sets then. Having all three tight ends out on the field, largely for blocking purposes, and they wanted to feature those two guys in the run game. Like, when you look at the playtime chart from last night, Tyler Conklin was out there for 43 – the Jets had 54 snaps offensively. Tyler Conklin was out there for 43 snaps. C.J. Uzama was out there for 30. And Jeremy Rucker was out there for 18. Right? So, almost a third of the time, they were featuring three tight end looks. And in 2023 in the NFL, that's not entirely commonplace because if you have three tight ends out on the field, like I said, it's primarily for blocking to get your running game going, and it's a pass-happy league right now, not as much one that features the run. Let's say hi to uh, Arthur in Long Island, who was up next here on 98.7. Arthur, how are you? Uh, Good. Thank you for taking my call. Let's not put this on Joe Willie for a deal with the uh, devil. All right. We had our shots after that. Okay. You hear me? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. You're on a roll. Okay. And uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, here. no. Do you need yeah. a minute? Do you, do, do, do you want us to put you on hold? Maybe you get your thoughts back and you can come out firing again? Uh, no, well, here, here, here is, here's where I was going. Okay. Putting Vinny out there mm-hmm. is like spitting in the, guy, uh, in the football gods, considering what happened with him in 99. 
How could we how could we possibly do that and having Aaron out there? You do realize that, that after 99, Vinny was still the quarterback for this team for about three, four more years, right? And they went to the playoffs with Vinny as the quarterback. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. Arthur, let me but tell that, you something. If, if you think the Jets' history ended on, on September 12, 1999, you are going to be dazzled when, when you Google the last 25 years of what happened. Okay. We had our shots after that. Yes, that's yeah. correct. All right. So... Arthur, I'll tell you, I hope that this was as much fun for you as it was for me. It really was an entertaining phone call. I appreciate it. All right, Arthur, you get back to us. There's Arthur in Long Island. Maybe he thinks that Vinny, well, I don't know, maybe he thinks that Vinny just disappeared and went into witness protection for the last, you know, quarter century until last night. Like they found Vinny. They found him someplace. He He was hiding in the woods. And then they got him all cleaned up, showered, and they invited him to MetLife Stadium for the home opener so he could be an honorary captain. It's like, we haven't seen Vinny since 1999. Let's get him out there. Get him a jersey. I'll tell you, Vinny's still in great shape, boy. He could still look like he could go out there and sling it. Vinny had an arm as good as anybody's, too. Remember, Vinny played till he was like 45 years old. Like, all the, like what Brady did, Vinny did that before Brady. Before it was popular to play till you're 45. He did it 20 years before him. Vinny started, like, almost the whole season for Bill Parcells and the Cowboys in 2004 when he was 41 years old. Dude's a specimen. And I'll tell you, that was... I was actually watching the clip today because that's the type of lunatic that I am. Well, not just that. um, Our buddy, uh, the guy that runs that Twitter account, NY Jets History, which is fantastic if you're a Jet fan. You should be following it. You know, he posts, like, random clips of old games, which I love seeing. Love seeing it. And just to, you know, kind of pour salt in the wound, which is part and parcel of being a Jets fan, brought up the fact that today and what happened last night, as I said, is the 24th anniversary of when Vinny suffered his injury in 99. So he put the clip up there. And the difference was, like, the way Rodgers reacted last night to how Vinny reacted when he got hurt Like, Vinny knew it instantaneously. I'm sure Rodgers did too, but Vinny was a little bit more visibly upset, pounding the turf, you know, just couldn't believe it. Rodgers was just kind of just more in disbelief. But a lot had happened, you know, leading up until that point for Vinny. Remember, like, he had just come off of a phenomenal season the year before, right? He's the hometown kid from Long Island, had the Jets one step from the Super Bowl. They were poised to do unbelievable things. They were the darling favorite in 99, had the best head coach in the league in Bill Belich- or in uh, Bill Parcells. Belichick was on the staff. And then for it to all go up in flames like that in the first half of the first game, yeah, that stinks. And Rodgers, I think, was just like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, like, really? Ugh. But, hey, they won the game. They won the game some way, somehow. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We didn't talk about it because we didn't have a, an, an actual show yesterday because of the game. But I wonder how the first Sunday with everybody who maybe signed up for the Sunday ticket on YouTube fared. Like I said, I punted on it this year, but I was perfectly content on Sunday watching games. You know, you had the double headers in New York on both CBS and, and Fox. Plus, I got the red zone. I had everything I needed. You know, and I, w- I would say probably the game of the day was the Chargers-Dolphins game, which was not on in New York and really was not even shown to a lot of people across the country. Because remember we were talking about that last week when we were setting up the, the listings and the maps and everything for you. Like the only people that got that game regionally were South Florida, Southern California, and the state of Oregon. And you say, well, why the state of Oregon? Well, because Justin Herbert's the Chargers quarterback, right, from Oregon. So that was it. Like, that got, like, out of the three 4 o'clock games they had, which was Pats Eagles, the Raiders Broncos, and the Chargers Dolphins. Chargers Dolphins was seen by the fewest percentage of the country, and that was ends up being the best game of the day. Go figure. Let's say hi to Danny in Long Island, who was up next year on 98.7. Dan, how are you? Oh, I feel so bad for my Jet fans. I really do. I was listening to the game last night because I was working, and I'd rather listen to the game than try to keep an eye on it while I'm driving a car. It's too dangerous. I, I like, I like, I like listening to games. I, I think they do a great job of, you know. And I, and I got to be honest with you, they they really did such a good job when it happened of not just they just went with it. I mean, they weren't woe is me. They weren't like, you know, they just basically continued on in the middle of this disaster. And this morning I was thinking of Salah. I'm thinking, you know, when you, you know you're a leader of men, you're the sergeant in the infantry, you're the CEO. You're about to walk through a door and make a speech, like General Patton, yeah. going over the hill, guys. This is it. Nothing changes. Nothing's changed. And you don't believe it for a second, because about three years ago, Roethlisberger's arm fell off week two. We had we had won the first game. We were winning the second game. He was out for the year, and the season was over. We went eight and eight. Yeah, we competed. We had the Mason Rudolph got decapitated by the Bengals that year. So th- the problem with getting Aaron Rodgers was the short window you had and for what you gave up. Mm-hmm. Not that he wasn't going to be great. And now this disaster takes place, and the goal wasn't going to be 8-8 eight eight because what you gave up is not we're going to have fun and we're going to find out, no, you have to get to the playoffs, you have to go deep, maybe even win a Super Bowl. Now that's all in serious doubt. And you couldn't have foresaw it, but injuries are a factor in football. And now, you know, they, this kid is not any good. We all know he's not any good. they got to get themselves a backup quarterback first off the bat because I, he took a hit yesterday, Zach Wilson. I wasn't sure he was getting up. He has more of an injury history than, than Aaron Rodgers does. So I, they got to get somebody in there. And they will. Who can play. They will. Dan, the Dan they have to. They have to because right now they only have two quarterbacks on the roster. You have to bring in somebody else. But, look, I, I hear what you're saying, and I thank you for the phone call. And if there is only, you know, aside from winning the game last night, maybe the smallest glimmer of the Aaron Rodgers injury happening last night is that the Jets are going to keep their first-round pick next season. Because the stipulations of the trade – is that if Rodgers played 65% of the snaps this year, 
Jets would have to give up the first rounder to Green Bay in, in 2024. The fact that, obviously, he's not going to play 65%, Jets only have to surrender a second-round pick to Green Bay, and they get to hold on to their selection in round number one. But, like I said, you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers out there, of course, more than anything else. Look, Jets are going to have to bring in a quarterback, but you heard Robert Sala say it today, and, and, and the people that I've spoken to, they're, they're going to run this thing with Zach and see where it takes them for the next few weeks. Now, look, if, if they go the next three, four games and the offense is miserable, just like the way the Jets looked in 99 when Rick Meyer was the quarterback, then they're going to have no choice but to find another alternative. Look, I mean, the names that are being thrown out there, it's the usual cast of characters. You know, Colt McCoy's available, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco. Right? I mean, the thing about it, though, quarterback position is so important now in the NFL. Right? The season just started. Don't you think anybody who's worth anything is already on a roster right now and in somebody's camp? You're not getting Tom Brady. Forget about that nonsense. That's not happening. All right? But right now, if you want to get another quarterback in who you think can help you actually win games if called upon, you might have to go acquire one via trade because that guy is probably somebody else's backup right now. That's why you don't like to hear it, but that's why you leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to cap space going into the season, right? That's why you do those things. Instead of just making the bold, splashy moves during the offseason and, you know, trying to get as much big-name talent on your roster, you have to have a little bit of seed money. You have to have something tucked away in the piggy bank just in case an emergency pops up. You know, you want to call Washington and bring in a guy like Jacoby Brissett? That's not a bad insurance policy, but guess what? Jacoby Brissett costs a lot of money. His cap hit is like $8.5 million this year. Last I looked, Jets only have about 10 that's under the cap. I think in a perfect world, they stay pretty injury-free for the rest of this roster and that they find ways to support the quarterback, and he goes out there and just plays within himself, and they win their share of games and keep this season afloat. Nobody's talking Super Bowl or bust anymore. That's going out the window. You take it game by game, and hey, remember, we're still in this first six-game gauntlet, which was all the talk during the offseason. Boy, look at the Jets in that first six games. That, that, how are they going to be able to emerge from that? And what do we say? You sign up for three and three. Well, right now, you're 1-0. And you beat the Buffalo Bills at home without Aaron Rodgers. Without Aaron Rodgers. So now can you find a way to win two out of the next five games? I don't think it's impossible. Philip is in uh, Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Phil, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Hopefully you let me get in two things, one with the Giants, the other one with the Jets. I'm a Giants fan. I was embarrassed Sunday. I turned the TV off. I could not watch that foolishness. What point did you turn the TV off, Phil? Halftime. Wow. Half-time. I suffered and waited till halftime to cut the TV off. <laughs> now, this has happened twice in a row because the same thing happened at the end of the season against the Eagles. Right, right, right. That was an, embar- that was an embarrassment. I have no idea what to expect from this team come Sunday against Arizona. Oh, they better beat Arizona. I have Arizona. no idea what to expect. Philip, you better beat Arizona. They stink. I, like I said, I have no idea what to expect. 
and I'm a longtime Giants fan. I'm 62 years old. I've seen all four Super Bowls. Now, let me get to the Jets. Yep. I don't wish no injury on anybody. I have a cousin that's a Jet fan. Sunday, he posted something from Kadarius Tony about the Giants losing. Yeah. From a guy who had one catch and one yard. And Kansas City lost. I all summer long I had to uh, look. I don't like Brett Favre. I didn't like Brett Favre. To me, he was a he's a he's a diva. And can, and, and Kadarius you know, Tony had how many drops in that game? And one led to a pick six. Exactly. So for a guy like him to talk and 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 does nothing, well, that, Philip, that, that bothered and, me. And Philip, let's <laughs> be honest. That's one of the many reasons why this current regime wanted to get Kadarius Tony the hell out of East Rutherford. Let's face it. Exactly. Exactly. Now he got over because he went to Kansas City and he got a ring. Boo hoo. You know. But let me get back to the Jets mm-hmm. because my cousin is a Jet fan and 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 he posted that. So look, I don't like Brett Favre. I, I mean, I mean Aaron Rodgers didn't like him. Felt like he was a diva. So I had to suffer all through the summer listening to the Jets. 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 He comes running out with the flag. You got Woody sitting up in the box with a chain on. You know that that. If, if I'm not mistaken, was lighting up. I mean, I don't wish injury on anybody, but I was waiting for something to happen for this team to fall flat on their face. Now, the Jets have a legitimate defense. A Sauce Gardner, good. A, a, a Wilson wide receiver, great. Brees Hall made a move in on that big run mm-hmm. that reminded me of Barry Sanders. Yep. They have... They have talent on that team. You know what, Breeze, one um, thing real quick, and I'll let you finish, Philip. Brees Hall said something after the game last night was kind of interesting. He said, I could tell those guys on the other team didn't even want to tackle me. He's If he stays healthy, he's good. Yeah, very. and think about it. That was one of the guys that they had to play the whole second half of the season without last year when he got injured early in Denver. Right, right, right. Buffalo... They gave that game to the Jets. This, I mean, he, this guy turned into a turnover machine. Flow. I knew the Jets were going to win. Overtime, Buffalo wins the toss and they ball. How do you do that? With Wilson at quarterback, when they were afraid to throw the ball because they wanted to stay in field goal range to take the lead. You're going to take the ball rather than pressure the Jets often and maybe getting. Philip, Philip, I'm going to let you go because the, the line is crapping out there, but I appreciate the phone call. that You know, it's, it's interesting, and I'll be honest with you, it's not something that I even gave any thought to last night as to the strategy. But you actually bring up a valid point, right? Because if you, if you defer an overtime and with the new rules, you're basically daring the Jets to drive the ball down the field to score a touchdown, right? That's essentially what you're asking them to do. And the only time they got the ball in the end zone last night, they drove the ball 57 yards. So they kind of only went half the field. But if you punt the ball through there, or not punt the ball, but, you know, you kick the ball through the end zone and, and, and set them up there with the touchback and make them go 75 yards, do you think that that offense could have done it? Don't know. But if they didn't, then you would get the football, and barring, let's say, they scored a field goal, all you needed was three points then to potentially win the game. But I guess they had felt that on that final sequence at the end of regulation, you know, 
Josh Allen had a couple of hookups with his wide receivers with Diggs. They got into field goal range to where Bass was able to boot the 50-yarder, you know, in under two minutes, that they probably felt good about the offense and the way that it was rolling right now. And, you know, you give the coaching staff credit. Even though he had a horrible game, they believe in Josh Allen, and they didn't want to take the ball out of their quarterback's hands, which inexplicably was one of the things that Andy Reid and company did the other night on that fourth down play with Kansas City when they did the direct snap and Patrick Mahomes never even touched the ball. Not something you would expect from a team that's won a couple of Super Bowls in the last few years. 800-919-3776. Grasso with you till the top. Then it's Gordon and Larry right here on 98.7 ESPN. We haven't seen Vinny since 1999. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Be back with you again tomorrow right after TMKS at 6.30 as the Jets and the Giants are both going to get back to work tomorrow in anticipation of week number two, which will be here fast and furious. Um, Real quick, we haven't done any baseball today because it's been Jets heavy as you would expect. David Stearns is the new baseball czar of the New York Mets. So the rumors had been out there. And now they are indeed true. They went ahead and make the hiring official. So Milwaukee gave the Mets permission, which we kind of got an indication of a few days ago. And they were able to make this thing come true. Signs a five-year contract. Now, look, it's it's a fresh voice. It's fresh ideas. Is it going to work? Who knows? And, and, and don't think for a second that just because, you know, he's got Steve Cohen's checkbook that he's going to go out there and recommend that the Mets just be free spenders and go out there and chase the biggest free agents. Remember, he comes from a background in Milwaukee, which was a small market team. He's more of an analytically driven baseball executive. I think that that's fair to say. And also, has that approach necessarily netted the best results for the Mets? Right, And I think the answer is no. And I think that the owner has now kind of caught on to that, given what transpired over last offseason and the fire sale that they held at the trade deadline. So I, I think that that was what Cohen was looking for more than anything else and trying to incorporate some of these new ideas and modern way of thinking with building an office or building an office, building a organization, you know, rich in player development, hopefully, which was Part of the reason why I think they went ahead and made all those changes in the minor league system last week when they fired all those guys, right? They're turning over a new leaf here. Now, is it going to work? Who knows? But, look, say what you want about David Stearns, and, and only time will tell. But when he was running the Milwaukee Brewers, once upon a time, they made the playoffs four consecutive years, which is something that this franchise had not done. It wasn't even that long ago. Last year, which was his, you know, one of his final moves, running the baseball ops of the franchise. He was behind the controversial decision at the trade deadline to move on from Josh Hader and trade him to the San Diego Padres, which essentially gutted that baseball team. And the Brewers, which were in the running for a playoff spot 
just absolutely crashed and burned down the stretch, and it opened the door for the Philadelphia Phillies to come in, get a playoff berth, and then run it all the way to the World Series. So we'll see, but you worry about the offseason. You worry about what the Mets are going to do in another few weeks once the season is finally over. And the same goes for the New York Yankees, as a matter of fact. Boy, I mean, you think about the last few days. All, you know, the Jason Dominguez UCL injury for the Yankees, and he's going to be gone for about 10 months after Yankee fans got excited with what he showed you in his brief tenure in the big leagues. Then he had the Giants go out there and stink up the joint on Sunday night. Then you had what happened Aaron Rodgers last night. I, I mean, you talk about a, a, a horrible last few days for New York sports. What are you going to tell me next, that the Red Bulls are going to have some meet and greet on Thursday? <laughs> It was funny, actually. It was funny. A meet and greet that Harvey's not even going to be at, by the way, which we found out. Which I'm a little surprised at. If you would have said, if you would have told me Red Bulls and meet and greet in the same sentence, I thought for sure Harvey would be the first one in line. I'm, I'm surprised you're not going. If only they picked out a better, you know, a better day. Because you're a working time. guy. Because you're a working guy. I'm a working class you're true, guy. You gotta, you, we got a show. You got to do a show. I don't take vacations. No. What's a vacation? It's a rumor. You know what we'll do because you're working? We'll see if we could set up something to where, like, some of the players will come and visit you at work. How's that? How about that? We'll do a meet and greet at the job. Right? Remember, imagine we get a call from security. The guy downstairs is like, yeah, what's going on? There's a couple of soccer players here. Like, they're in their kit and everything. They got the shin guards and the cleats. And they're going to come up in full uniform to visit Harvey. They got the soccer ball ready to play. They got the soccer ball ready to play. Stuff. Yep. Although, you go to a meet and greet every week. It's called going to the games. Oh, yeah. You I know? definitely meet and greet. You, you meet and greet them, for sure. Sitting in the front row, the high roller that you are. Uh, let's say hi to Jose in Brooklyn. He's up next. Jose, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Dan. And shout out to the company. Hello, Harvey. Hello, Joe. I, I'm dead inside. I don't know what to do. I'm perplexed. It was... Uh, like, as everybody, you know, remembers the anniversary of Vinny Testaverde, that's exactly how I see, how, how I felt when I was 12 years old. This is exactly the same thing, exactly almost the same hype. The only difference was, was in 99, there was definite more expectations because, one, John Elway retired. Yep. Nobody knew what Brian Greasy was going to be. Mm-hmm. Two, Randall Cunningham was kind of, being transitioned out of the Vikings so you had Dante Culpepper with the Vikings and then so and every other team really didn't compete with the Jets in the previous year so it was kind of expected that the Jets were going to represent the AFC in in that 99 season and then Vinny kind of pretty much had the Torn, uh, torn everything, and yep. it pretty much. And then we, Rick Meyer, and people forget Rick Meyer. I think is that was his name. He messed it up, and Ray Lucas. You know, if he, if Ray Lucas actually start started from the very beginning, we possibly could have done something. Yeah, and the funny but, thing about it is, is that is that Bill started Ray Lucas after the Rick mm-hmm. Meyer thing didn't work out for a few weeks. Rick, uh, Bill started Ray Lucas. Uh, it was either like week five or something like that. It was against the Indianapolis Colts. So this was the Peyton Manning, Edger and James, Marvin Harrison. This was like the first year. The Colts would win the division that year in 99. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, because this was Manning's second year, and this is when they were becoming like a powerhouse. Started Ray exactly. Lucas that game, and the Jets were hanging around. Like they had a chance to win the game. And then late in the game, they drove the length of the field. Ray Lucas 
throws a pick six. I forgot to mm-hmm. who, but it was just as the Jets were about to go in the end zone, and that was the backbreaker. And a funny story, that was the same day, believe it or not, that was a 1 o'clock game, I'll never forget, went home. That was the same day as game five Mets-Braves 99 NLCS, which turned into the Robin Ventura grand single. Game. Wow, yeah. that is sharp memory right yeah. there. See, and then, and then they went and then they went back to Meyer for a couple of more games after that, and mm-hmm. no big results any better. And then ultimately, Bill was like, "Enough is enough," and he went back to Ray Lucas, who I believe his first start was a Monday night in Foxborough after that against the Patriots, and the Jets won the game. Yep. And then exactly. they never looked back. Mm-hmm. And yep, then they won all those games straight, and I was just like, "Wow." So here's my thing to like to my bigger point because this is a very big concern with the fact that we have a quarterback. Like I'm not gonna bring up the past and all of that free agency and all that stuff. I'll do that later. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with me right now. Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback, yep. and. I don't know if I can – like, like I, I have to stomach it because it is what it is. But I don't know if I can really trust him to actually put five, six passes together. It took him almost all game to actually put that drive together, and Garrett Wilson still had to tip the ball away from a defender and make an amazing catch to – to pull to to pull it out and then uh, an amazing punt return, you know, in overtime to get that to to get this win, and that's where this really concerns me. The fact that there still wasn't an emphasis on getting a backup to Aaron Rodgers just in case, if this emergency situation happened, because football is a violent game, you're supposed to have contingency plans. Uh, like, 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 this team is too good to be stopped by Zach Wilson and the progress and, and the progress of everybody else just because Woody Johnson wants to play fantasy football and force Zach Wilson down everyone's throat. Yeah, I, I don't, I th- Jose, I don't think it's that. And, and I hear what you're saying 100%. But, but let's, and I understand that you, you know, you always have to prepare for rain, as they say. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I know, and I'm sure you can ask anybody there. In their wildest dreams, yours, mine, and this is, you know, from being a lifelong Jet fan where things generally don't turn out the way you want them to. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think that it would only last four plays? I I, I didn't. I really didn't. Nobody could. And that's the depressing and earth-shattering part. Like the and that's just like what what let the air out of the balloon and I I couldn't believe it and that's kind of what make that that's kind of what makes it heartbreaking and it makes it like feel like typical Jets because it's literally on the end almost the day before the anniversary of Vinny Testaverde where where he had his situation so it just it, it just sucks all around so thanks for allowing me to be my counsel counselor today Dan. Jose that's what we're here for you know appreciate it and uh, the office will send you. Bill. That's what we're here for. 800-919-3776. That is the tell. That's right. We accept all forms of payment, by the way. We'll have to check on the insurance providers for the uh, the session. Um, look, he's going to get a full week of practice. You'll hear from Zach. I want to say ugh, good question. Stand by because I just sent out the updated uh, schedule for this week now with the uh, you'll hear from Zach Thursday. That's when he's going to meet the media. So you hear from Zach Thursday. Um, Look, he's going to get a full week of practice, all the reps, and we'll see if things are any different coming up on Sunday. 
And I could just imagine what the reaction is going to be if he doesn't play well. It's going to be much more of the same. Jets need to go out and get a quarterback. They got to go out of it. We'll see. But like I said, there are plenty of examples that if you believe in the roster and you believe that there's enough talent in that room that this team still could find a way into the playoffs and be dangerous and be a tough out. Okay, Ryan Tannehill had the Tennessee Titans one step from the Super Bowl five years ago, four years ago. Right? You talked about some of these other quarterbacks, pedestrian QBs who had a great defense and ended up winning Super Bowls. It's not impossible to still go out there and have yourself a fun, enjoyable season. It's just like there's going to be somebody else at the helm pulling the strings for the offense. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know what I did for the first time during the break? I played Immaculate Grid. Sweeping the nation, all the kids are doing it. I walk in the control room, Harvey's playing a game, and I said, call that thing up. And it was, uh, who was the three? Mets, Giants, Mets, Phillies, Mets, Braves. And I nailed it, apparently. Nailed it. I got zero point whatever scores, and I guess that's the, the lower the score, the better, right? Because it's the more, like, rare player. That's how it works? Yeah, it's, like, the, more, the most impressive. There you go. So I nailed it. Mets Giants, I went with the immortal Siyoshi Shinjo, for those that remember him. Mets Braves, Greg McMichael, who was actually a decent Braves reliever, but then when he went to the Mets, he was god-awful. And then um, Mets Phillies, Toby Borland. It's another uh, obscure reliever. <laughs> what was the last time Toby Borland got any airtime? You know what? I'm going to do something right now just for uh, fact-checking purposes. Just because I want to end the show on a positive note. Okay, good. He's still with us. Just wanted to confirm that. 54 and still kicking. Still kicking. Still thriving. Winning at life. Last appeared in 2004. How many times? He was a Met for 13 games in uh, 1997. So we still get credit for that. Uh All right. Let's get as many calls up here as we can to finish. Artie in Brooklyn, our good pal, is up next here. Art, how are we feeling today? Uh, reality, reality, Dan. What are you going to do? But, um, I mean, I, I when I called you guys, I said we went from, like, expect, high expectations mm-hmm. to hopefulness. And I got a question. If you ask Sally and, and, and all the Jets, and they have a choice of Zach or Mike White, just if they could do it. I know they can't, but if they can. And I'll ask you, too, where, where would you go? Right now? Right now. I would still give it a chance with Zach. Okay. Because I was asked that question, who's better? Mm-hmm. And I said, I can tell you who's more talented. But the better, I, I mean, you, you, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I saw Mike White. Oh, granted, it's it's the Chicago defense, but he threw for four hundred something yards, and I throw and I saw Mike White. Granted, it was the Cincinnati defense and throw for four hundred yards. When when was the Zach like? What was Zach's best day? Like I know he won, but what, did does any day come out to you? Like he, I know I think he threw for three hundred and twenty yards, but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they lost that game. It might have been the Detroit game. I'm not sure. When was Zach's best day? Zach's best game. Well, I, I thought last year he played well against the Bills, the game that they beat Buffalo. And then you probably say that Tennessee game, his rookie season, 
It was yes. the fourth week, you know, at home. It was like week four. They beat the Titans. Corey Davis had a couple of touchdowns. Like, But right, those were, that, that, yeah, that, like the bomb improv play. And they won that game in overtime because uh, the kicker, um, what was it, Randy Bullock? Was he the Titans kicker? He missed the kick in, in overtime. So the Jets were able to win that one. I, You know what it is, Art? And, and, and I'll, I'll catch up with you again during the week. I just want to get as many in as I can here. They think the kid has gotten better. There's obviously the best team around him that he's ever had since coming into the league. And they hope that that's going to manifest in some production at the quarterback position. We will see. Let's say hi to Kevin and Nutley. He's up next year on 98.7. Kev, how are you? Hey, listen, last night was about as cruel as it could possibly get for a sports franchise. I mean, I've been a Jet fan my whole life. I was there last night. Just cruel. Like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just now learning the reality of what happened last night. But listen, I, what you got to do here is, when they dumbed it down for Mark Sanchez, when they went green, red, and yellow, there you go. That's what they need to do with. That's what they need to do with Zach. Like last year, Mike Lafleur got too cute with the play calling. Like dumb it down. You have Brees. You have Dalvin. You can't put eight in the box. Like rely on your defense. Run the ball and just dumb it down and not turn it over. And if he's got, he's going to have to make a play somewhere somewhere down the line this year. But this team is still a playoff team. They're damn good, but you got to just dumb it down. Red, yellow, green. Simple. You know what it is, Kevin? It's a good example, and I thank you for the phone call, not to be derogatory and say dumb it down. But that's another formula right there. Think about what the Jets did with Mark Sanchez. That wasn't elite quarterback play, and they got to the doorstep of a Super Bowl two straight seasons. Two straight. And then once they put more on his plate the following year and brought in the extra wide receivers and what, then you started to see the mistakes pile up. And they got away from that ground and pound philosophy. Top defense, run the football. They got two really good runners. They got an elite level defense. That should be good enough to win. And you know what? It's not like we're talking about a guy. Like, for instance, when, when Parcells brought in Rick Meyer in 99, he was, you know, what, six years removed from being the number two overall pick in the draft. Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick in the draft like five minutes ago. That talent just didn't suddenly disappear. He didn't get old and forget how to play football. So once upon a time in the not-too-distant past, Joe Douglas and company thought that this kid's got something. It's in there somewhere. How do they bring it out? And not for nothing also, Nathaniel Hackett. He's not a rookie coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett, and he and I were talking about this before the game last night. He was the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars in 2017, and they had a top 10 offense with Blake Bortles as their freaking quarterback, and their leading receiver was Marquise Lee. All right? And they went up to Foxborough and had a lead in the fourth quarter in the AFC Championship game and probably should have won it and went to the Super Bowl. So Nathaniel Hackett could do that with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. You don't think he could get winning football out of Zach Wilson and all the other talent they have on this football team? I think they can. But only time will tell. As disappointing as last night was, it's not all gloom and doom. You still got a season. They're not going to cancel it. And there's enough talent in that locker room, as you saw last night. Look, same old Jets would have been they lose 30-3 to last night. They came back and won the game. They beat a good Bills team, at least a team we think is going to be good, on Monday Night Football in overtime. This was needed tonight. This was therapeutic. Hope it was for you as well.